voice of the world The sound with the beat The sound that sets you tapping your feet Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure The sound of the news, rhythm and blues Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call-in and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, a very good evening from one southwest Florida where it's about 70 degrees. It's a little warmer today, but I want to take, before we get started with the radio thing, I want to say happy birthday to my son and daughter today who are 39 today. They're twins. They were born on this date in 1982 in a very much of a snowstorm back in Indianapolis, as I recall. And, uh, How long do you think they'll stay 39? Like, it works pretty good for Jack Denny. So. I, I, yeah. I think they'll be 39 for a long time. <laughs> for a long time. And you're only 39, too, so I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm 29. I don't know how that math works out, but here we are. Not as old as the number of shows we are. What is it, 568? 568. So, right. Okay. So, yeah. but Jeff, you take it away. Well, first of all, I want to say well, welcome Sean back. He's back on the panel this week. Uh, we had some uh, battery problems and phone stuff, yeah. and we'll say yeah. welcome to him. And I almost didn't have a radio news for Bill. I, he sent me a, a note about something, and, and he said, well, where's your radio news? I said, I thought I put it in the Dropbox folder. I must have had a senior moment yesterday, but it's in there. Mm-hmm. So we've got radio news, and let's take a, a look and see what's happening with the show. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news from a national perspective. Then we'll follow it up with Jennifer Sparks' call letter and format changes. In Bill Sparks' featured segment, we're going to hear Armed Forces Radio, American Forces AFRTS, Armed Forces Radio from 1972, and how they covered sports. In my classic air check section, we're going to listen to one of, I guess, Bernie's, one of his favorite stations, and it was one of my favorite stations when I spent time down there, WHYI-FM in Miami, Florida, and hear the late Bill Tanner in the morning. I found a little segment from him. Actually, I have a lot more from that era, and we can do that later on during the year. And finally, in my classic, I mean, my featured station section, we're going to travel to Plymouth, Wisconsin, and we're going to listen to Cow Country. This is a listener request from Casey, who sent me an email at jeff at allthingsradio.net, and he wanted to hear radio station WGXIFM Cow Country. And as I commented, and I, you know, I figure as the end of the, of the segment, I can do this, boring, boring, boring. Not the country music, <laughs> but the way the automation and the way it was set up and the way it was presented. So all in all, a very interesting show, and we'll have lots to do here, so I'll turn it over to you, Bill. Yeah, and Jeff was busy today. Why he couldn't answer my call is because he was writing his book on the Larry King way to keep a marriage together. He only had it, so (laughs) Jeff's working on that. (laughs) And so Jeff was working on that, but he... He's he's back with our full attention tonight. He got his last chapter written today, so be expecting that real soon. So I guess it's almost time. Say hello to Ari. Does anybody need to say anything before we go to the award-winning news? 
Yep. Well, I'm not going to fall in that trap again. <laughs> not at all. Oh, yeah, I think we got you that last time, didn't we? Hey, Bernie, I took my my phone yeah. out today, and I got I, I went on a, a several blocks away and got lost on purpose here in Naples, and let my phone guide me home. I was pretty pleased with that. Good. I was a little yeah. nervous, but it got me back. All right, let's. Um, to the radio news, award-winning news. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. Entercom says so long to Mark Chernoff, Vice President of Sports Programming for Entercom and Program Director at Radio Station WFAN-AM. Sirius Satellite Radio devotes four specialty channels honoring Black History Month. We'll let you know what's happening on the street and continue our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Readings. It was yet another busy week this week in the world of broadcasting, and once again, Entercom makes news. Entercom is going to be saying goodbye to Mark Chernoff. Mark Chernoff is the Vice President of Sports Programming for Entercom, and he's the Program Director at radio station WFAN AM. Mark Chernoff has been with the company since 1993. He began his radio career working at radio station WDHA FM in Dover, New Jersey, and eventually worked for CBS and Endicom. He worked at radio station WNEW FM as well as radio station WXRK FM under the CBS tutelage, and when he came to Endicom in 1993, he really spearheaded the growth of radio station WFAN AM. Mark Chernoff is so important to Endicom that he will help Endicom find his replacement, and he will continue working for Endicom in an advisory role. In other news, Sirius Satellite Radio has launched four specialty channels in honor of Black History Month. Three of the channels will honor great black artists, Aretha Franklin, Jimi Hendrix, and Miles Davis. And the fourth channel will honor the recordings of Motown. Now it's time to take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. Cox Media is making some lineup changes at radio station KCYY-FM in San Antonio, Texas. The station programs a country format. Christy Brooks, who joined KCYY-FM in October as program director, will now handle afternoon drives for this radio station. Christy Brooks came to radio station KCYY after working for iHeartMedia in Houston, Texas. With the addition of Chrissy Brooks in the lineup, middays will be handled by Brody, who will work from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Joe Petsch will continue doing mornings, and Chris Cartinez will be handling nights. They say what comes around goes around, and this is what's happening at radio station KLBJFM at Austin, Texas, as Dudley, Bob, and Matt move back to mornings. And in Detroit, Michigan, Beasley Media has made changes to the radio landscape as Screaming Scott Randall returns to evenings at radio station WRIFFM. After being let go in April of 2020, He's back at the radio station. Scott Randall started working at radio station WRAF-FM in 1996 and continued working there until 2020. In other news, folks living in Fayetteville, Arkansas, are noticing changes to the radio landscape as KFMD-FM has dropped its classic hits in favor of a hot adult contemporary format. In other news, WNYC-FM has hired new hosts for Morning Edition and All Things Considered. Morning Edition will be hosted by Michael Hill. Michael Hill comes to this radio station after working for New Jersey Public Television. And finally, All Things Considered will be hosted by Sean Carlson. Another news, Radio 1 has promoted three market managers to vice president of radio. These individuals are Daniel Abercrombie, market manager for Cincinnati, Ohio, Kim Kyle, market manager for Columbus, Ohio, and Ezio Torres from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Now let's move our microphones back to Austin, Texas. With the cancellation of the Billy the Kid show on radio station KHFI-FM, owned and operated by iHeartMedia, the show has been replaced by the Jubal Show. The Jubal Show originates at radio station KBKS-FM in Seattle, Washington. Finally, say goodbye to yet another local morning show is radio station WAALFM in Binghamton, New York. 
They transmit on a frequency of 99.1, and they're owned and operated by Town Square Media, has dropped its local morning show in favor of the syndicated Free Beer and Hot Wings show. The Free Beer and Hot Wings show originates in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now it's time to continue our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Meter Ratings. In Washington, D.C., the number one rec radio station is WASH-FM, definitely broadcasting holiday music with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WAMU-FM, that's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in the nation's capital is WTOP-FM, with its all-news operation. In Boston, Massachusetts, the number one rec radio station is WMJX-FM, with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WBZ-AM, with its all-news operation. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Boston, Massachusetts, is WZLX-FM, with a classic rock format. In Miami, Florida, the number one rec radio station is WFEZ-FM, with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station... Also programming in adult contemporary format is WLYF-FM. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Miami, Florida is WHQT-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Seattle, Washington, the number one rec radio station is KIRO-FM with a news talk format. The number two rec radio station is KUOW, that's the public broadcaster, also programming a news talk format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Seattle, Washington is KRWM-FM with an adult contemporary format. In Detroit, Michigan, the number one rec radio station is WNIC-FM with an adult contemporary format, and they were definitely broadcasting Christmas music. The number two rec radio station is WMXD-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Detroit, Michigan is WRIF-FM with a rock format. In Phoenix, Arizona, the number one rec radio station definitely playing Christmas music was KESZ-FM. The number two rec radio station is KLNZ-FM with a Mexican regional format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Phoenix, Arizona is KNIX-FM with a country format. In the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota market, the number one rec radio station is KQQL-FM with a classic its format. And yes, they were definitely playing Christmas music. The number two rec radio station is KNOW-FM. That's a public broadcaster with a news talk format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Minnesota market is KFXN. FM with its all sports format. In the market that serves Tampa and St. Petersburg, Florida, the number one rack radio station is WDUV FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rack radio station, also programming in adult contemporary format, is WMTX FM. And finally, the number three rack radio station in the Tampa, St. Petersburg, Florida market is WXGL FM with a classic its format. In the market that serves Denver and Boulder, Colorado, the number one rack radio station is KOSI FM with an adult contemporary format, definitely playing Christmas music. The number Number two rec radio station is KCFR-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news talk format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in the Denver, Boulder, Colorado market is KYGO-FM with a country format. In Baltimore, Maryland, the number one rec radio station is WLIF-FM. They would definitely play Christmas music with an adult contemporary format. The number two rec radio station is WWIN-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Baltimore, Maryland is WERQ-FM with an urban format. Next week, we'll conclude our look at the Nielsen Holiday Personal People Media Ratings. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one was Babbel, the language learning company. Number two was CDC, the Center for Disease Control. Number three was Bank of America, followed by Progressive Insurance and Bristol-Myers Squibb Pfizer. If you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or, 
you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. Okay, Jeff, and thank you, but I'm going to get the panel started, Bernie, with a question. I listen to the fan every morning, 1070 the fan, on my tap when I'm drinking coffee or whatever. And I'm listening to two hosts talk, Jeff Rickard and Big Joe. And what does Big Joe say? The masks are a waste of time and just kept going, going on about how useless it was and this, that, and the other. And studies have proven. And finally, the the host, this is where I'm coming to you, said, well, Big Joe, we're going to move on now. And I'm going to go to a break and come back, and we're going to talk about something else. I've never seen a host really do that on the air, but does that surprise you? Big Joe has, uh, I'll tell you what, you you won't find a nicer guy, but he has... He's kind of been out of control lately. He uh, he actually got suspended uh, not too long ago for saying a couple of things. Right. Uh, I don't I don't know if he is thinking that shock value is the way to get listeners. I don't know what it is, but he uh, <laughs> I think it's hard to control him. That's really what it is. Yeah. The what thing about I was hope? saying? The thing I said the other day. Go ahead. The thing I said the other day. To me, it seems like it's a little late. The mm-hmm. mass debate is like. You know, yesterday's news. I mean, we we don't have Trump, we don't have a president that's anti-mask and uh, governors who are for the mask. Right. Blah blah blah. Right. It seems like it's uh, it's our March, April, May stuff. It's like I understand why he brought it up, probably because of the federal. You know, some of the federal airlines things kicked in and and all that, so he had a chance to talk about it. And, you know, it got in the news briefly at the beginning of the month. But it, it just seems kind of passe. I think you know, it doesn't mean it. I'm not saying opinions are changing greatly in mask wearing, but it just doesn't sound like, you know, if you want to argue about getting the vaccines out there or you want to argue, should this season start, should baseball start when they say they're going to start and all that stuff, that, that's appropriate. But the mask thing well, is not old news. And you also have to remember the other thing is this, this host of the show, now I'm not familiar with the sports station, is also protecting himself too because what happens if people protest and someone gets so and, and, and it gets out of hand uh, about mask wearing and all that stuff, and the host is saying, "Well, whoa, my job to be on the line here." You know, yeah, he right. said this guy's his boss too, right? Right, he's, boss. yeah, he's his boss. He's right, he's his boss, and I, I think. Well, the guy hasn't. He was on yesterday, but he's going to be off for some more days. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he's long <laughs> for that. What do you think? <laughs> right, but yeah, right. Well, I guess my point yeah. is, can we? Can you cross the line as a broadcaster, A, not be objective or to give out harmful information, to be like us getting on here and saying, well, you know, that all people are not going, you know, I worked at Social Security office and I'm telling you, people aren't going to get their checks for four months and these bad things are going to happen. Well, you'd be to unpopular. You. Right. Well, yeah. you know, you, know uh, you can be as shock value as you want to as soon as someone really complains about it. And and, and, and at some point, the radio station ultimately, well, it's it's not the same thing. But, you know, uh, well, no, let's not talk about that because I'm it's right. not the same thing. So I'm not gonna I, hope when, uh, I, I hope there's more scrutiny. I guess what I'm saying I hope there's more scrutiny now question. with the 
the fact that, you know, there were, there was that memo that we talked about, you know, they were, people were told to finally stop talking about the, uh, still the, still the, you know, the election stolen thing. I'm hoping there's more scrutiny in the future as things come up, new things about did this happen or didn't it happen? Is it this way or isn't it that way? I think people should be able to go to the radio and get information, whether they like it yeah. or not. You know, rather yeah. than just hear what they want to hear. Right. Gary's got a question. I guess, I guess that's why when I look at it, when when like when we're doing Sports Lounge Live and, and we come on there, I am going to talk to you about sports because you're you're turning on a sports station right. or a sports show. Exactly. You're turning right. on to get away from the serious <clears throat> stuff. I need to, to come up with something that is going to entertain you. And by yeah. the way, baseball season, if you believe what you hear today, will start on time. Right. Okay. Okay. And that's why, but spring training that's is going to start at the, on the usual it, date, though. It, so. uh, February 17th. And that's why even the sports station here, our one station, when they do get away from sports, it's into pop culture type stuff, weird news stories. Uh, the one host, Bucky, he's an older man, so they, you know the old man jokes with them and about different quirks that he has, and you know, like they, you know, they were talking. They, you know, when they said, "Hey, nobody," when when it did come up about the mask, they said, "You know what? Nobody likes the mask, but we have to wear them, so let's just, you know." It doesn't do us any good to complain on the show about it. He goes, I don't like it, you don't like it. And they, you know, they left. And that was back when they were having the debate on it, whether it did or didn't right. work. But, I mean, yeah. you know, I look at it like, I don't think the guy should be fired for it. He wasn't doing it as part of a news update. He was giving his opinion. I don't think he should be fired. But I do get where the program director was like, let's go to break and talk about something else. But, right. so I, I think he, did handle, I think he handled it the right way. So, by the way, it sounds like Mark hold, 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 on, guys. hold on, guys. Go ahead, Bernie. Okay. Well, the, the other thing is, when you guys do your sports show, it is, you know, it's just, it's limited in terms of time. And when yeah. you're a sports station, you know, you're 24 hours a day oh, yeah. in some instances. <laughs> and so it is kind of fun to veer off the sports topic from time to time. Well, they do oh, it yeah. on, on double, they do it on WFAM with the uh, Boomer Science sure. and Chio show, and they do it on a, a sure. lot of sports stations right. because you yeah. know, especially what happened last year when uh, when and when March hit and COVID nineteen hit, and every all sports things were canceled. You got to talk about something. You can't. You, you, you do, know. yeah. Yep. Uh, um, I think by the Gary... way, Magic was playing music, so they were another station yeah. here in Boston. They were the number one station right. playing Christmas music as well. That wasn't on your okay. list as a Christmas station, right. but it Let, was. And get... the other thing, oh. it sounds like Mark Turnoff got uh, left on his own terms, which is unusual. Well, it's hold on. We're either going to read or rewrite a contract here on this. Gary has been trying to speak, so oh, or Gary, sorry, Gary. I mean. Come on, guys. No, I was just. My question is, when does this guy become a liability to them for all the stuff he says? I mean, and they just say, "Hey, look, it, it, because he's a great salesman," is probably you why know, he's. My a, question. Yeah, that it, can happen. I think it's because I would, I would he's think a great though, salesman. He's off for some more time. I mean, for a sports station, this is a big time of the year with the right. Super Bowl. So I think right. he's. I would yeah. think he's probably yeah, being no, given a little time off. I'm just thinking, you know, like, okay, we have this controversy that he causes, and we're going on to, you know, he's causing about these old subjects, and, like, we're just tired of dealing with it. Right. Cut him loose. Yeah, there's one thing to be edgy, but another to be liability. Like the ticket in Dallas. Oh my God, they're they're very edgy and controversial with some of their stuff. But a lot of it is sports related. What they're doing when they when do I used their to hear them, they, a lot of it was shtick. When I used to go up there, in yeah, the 90s. they were fun yeah. to listen to back then. Yeah. The fake Jerry Jones and the fake Barry. Oh yeah. <laughs> By the way, Bill, um, we we talked about this before the show today. There is some uh, broadcasting news. 
the Cincinnati Reds have hired John Sadak to be their television play-by-play man. He replaces Tom Brenneman, who was obviously controversial and was fired. Yeah. So uh, he'll take over that. And uh, Sportsnet in Canada has parted ways with Mike Wilner after 20 years. So the the best information that I can find looks like the radio will be Ben Wagner for the Blue Jays and Kevin Barker. Well, okay. there you go. There's your John Sadak came from where? That name sounds familiar. Where, he, Chris, you, you would know him because he does the NCAA on Westwood One. Okay, I knew I'd heard the name. This year he's too. normally he the one. He's normally the one, Chris, that works with John Thompson. You know, in 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 that first round where they do Thompson two games and yeah, somebody and else two some, games. He did some Sunday night. He did some Sunday night NFL games this year also. Yeah, he did. Okay. You, he right. he is good. I I think Bill as a if you yeah. get the, the games on TV, I think you'll be okay. I now this is just me personally. I would have preferred him with the Cubs as opposed to uh, Shambi, but that's just me personally. Oh. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we'd prefer to hear Jennifer Sparks call it her in format. Uh, I do. She's, <laughs> waiting in, uh, she's waiting in the wings. We, yeah. She's been waiting. She had to, didn't have to record it two times this week because good. I didn't screw up this week. <laughs> so. Here you go, Jennifer. It's your time. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Sparks, and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of February 4th. WHOW 1520, Clinton, Illinois, changes slogan from News Radio 1520 to the Big 1520. WSLP FM 93.3, Saranac Lake, New York, changes calls to WPLA FM. WRAN 97.3, Taylorville, Illinois, changes format from oldies to classic hits and changes slogan from groovy oldies 97.3 to groovy 97.3 WPLA FM 100.7 Plattsburgh West New York changes calls to WSLP FM WSVZ 98.3 Tower Hill Illinois changes format from country to oldies and changes slogan from New Country 98.3 to Cruisin' 98.3. WTAL 1450, Tallahassee, Florida. Changes slogan from WTAL 1450 to Hallelujah 95.3 FM. KVMK 100.9, Willock, Texas. Changes slogan from Maverick 101 to Maverick 100.9. WGKB 1510. Waukesha, Wisconsin changes format from talk to sports and adds primary network provider ESPN Radio Network and changes slogan from 101.7 The Truth to 5.40 AM ESPN. WKKL 90.7. West Barnstable, Massachusetts changes format from silent to classic 
Classic Rock, WNED-FM 94.5, Buffalo, New York. Change the slogan from Classical 94.5 to WNED-Classical. WNJA 89.7, Jamestown, New York. Change the slogan from Classical 94.5 to WNED-Classical. KEIN 1310, Great Falls, Montana changes format from silent to talk and adds slogan Montana's Comedy Network. KJJQ 910, Volga, South Dakota changes slogan from the ranch to the ranch AM 910. KJLP 88.9, Palmer, Alaska changes format from religious teaching to inspirational gospel and changes slogan from life-changing radio to Alaska's praise. KMJO 104.7 Hope, North Dakota changes format from classic rock to talk and changes slogan from 104.7 The Bear to the Mighty 790. KDVK FM 103.5 Dove Creek, Colorado changes calls to KPGX FM. KSWV 810 Santa Fe, New Mexico changes primary format from Spanish to adult hits and adds secondary format Spanish adult hits. WYPJ FM 95.3 Due West, South Carolina changes calls to WEGG FM. WTYM 1380 Catanning, Pennsylvania changes format from talk to classic hits and changes slogan from WTYM 1380 to 103.7 The River. KTNX 103.9 Arcadia, Missouri changes format from oldies to classic rock and adds slogan The Zone. WFLI 1070 Lookout Mountain, Tennessee changes slogan from The Legend 1070 AM to WFLI 1070 AM and 97.7 FM. WKWN 1420 Trenton, Georgia changes slogan from News Talk 1420 KWN to News Radio 1420 AM 101.3 FM KWN WNFK 92.1 Perry, Florida changes slogan from 92.1 The Breeze to the Zone. KBUX 96.5 Quartzsite, Arizona changes slogan from Quartzsite Radio 96.5 to KBUX 96.5 FM. KEZQ 92.9 West Yellowstone, Montana changes format from silent to classic hits. KEZW 1430 Aurora, Colorado changes format from oldies to sports and adds network provider CBS Sports and changes slogan from EZ 1430 to 1430 AM The Bet. KLID 1340 Poplar Bluff, Missouri changes slogan from the Spirit of Poplar Bluff to KLID 1340 AM. KMVR 104.9 Masilla Park, New Mexico changes slogan from Magic 105 to Magic 104.9. KOB 
BE 1450 Las Cruces, New Mexico changes format from Spanish hits to talk and changes slogan from La Equis 92.7 to News Talk 92.7-1450. WGLB 1560 Elm Grove, Wisconsin changes slogan from Incredible Gospel to WGLB AM 1560 96.1 FM WQBN 1300 Temple Boy, it's so simple when it's Q107. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, though, Bill? I'm glad it's her that gets to pronounce all those things and not me. Hey, tip of the cap to her for doing it, but I'm glad I don't have to do it. She's she's learning her Spanish. She is. So that KEGW, I ran across that uh, the other day because they were playing, and I talked about it in here. They were rerunning the uh, his son, Jamie Durkee. Ray Durkee's son was rerunning those Ray Durkee Sunday at the Memory Shows. But, of course, that went by the boards with the uh, change to the sports format. And I found out about that last Sunday. I figured, hey, let's do a little music, uh, no football, put it on. And uh, there was sports radio. And uh, I had actually been surprised that they were sustaining that format at 1430. I mean, that's a tough sig- signal to, you know, get out we, on. We we actually featured them a few years ago when they were Studio 1430, if you remember correctly, owned and operated by Intercom. And they, they, and they actually had, lo- lo- you know, they actually had personalities on there at, at the time. Mm-hmm. So. And now they're they the, might have covered where they needed to. That might have been one thing in their favor. They're part of that QL Audio Network, which is the, what Endicom bought, and they're going to be doing that QL Audio that that their betting format. They're going to make a network of stations doing sports gambling. So it's going to be another another sub format. And that's and they, as I said last week, they have the gambling programming on from eleven till from I think it's eleven till two. No, from ten until two, or, or I forgot what time it's on. For, and then they have CBS Sports Network, and then they have another gambling show. But that's going to increase as the format. Yeah. Eight to you know, two to six is what you said last week on the right. News. I'm that's so it. surprised that eight fifty is still, still, still ESPN. They're Intercom, of course, but they're still ESPN since 2012. Since the you know the AFM took over the sports fully, and the AM's been doing the uh, you know the the running the programming, but it's still ESPN. And what and, about when those uh, I would callers? rather have CBS Sports Network. And what about, when those, what, about, you know? what about when those callers changed? There was a WTYM on sixteen hundred in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts, if I remember correctly. Uh, was oh, it? Oh, and there was WNEB in Worcester at twelve thirty. That that uh, you know they're using those callers in Buffalo there for that classic station, classical station. You know, but that's one thing with the form with the gambling. There's a lot of people who want that kind of stuff because we oh, have yeah. a station at seventeen hundred. Yep. Uh, here in town and on Saturdays, unless they have either a UNI game or a Westwood one game or something, it's pretty much gambling all day long on well, Saturdays. And Fox has that RJ Bell show, the song for it's yep. uh, the Vegas show that they run. Fox Sports. And, and so someone loses a ton of money and blames the radio station for it, and they get sued for the for the loss of their gambling wages and stuff. Now, which, now which, that it's all legal, now see, now that it's going to be all legal in pretty much every state, we're surrounded yeah. by it here. It's like Rhode Island and Connecticut and everywhere, and everybody but us. We'll get it the next couple of years. <clears throat> but it's, uh, you know, such a pervasive thing. I don't think anybody's going to, like, blame the radio station. 
And if you listen to these things, I tried it one time. I called one of those numbers, you know, those, those uh, numbers, they give you a free uh, bet. And yeah, actually, yeah. actually, it was my friend Rick and I did it. And the one, one they gave you the, I don't know if it was the Giants and the Packers, let's say, one, the f- first one. Then you called, it was the Giants, then they gave you the Packers on the next one. So they made out either way, you know, when you would call in twice. You know, you would get both both sides. Yeah, the Chicago sports guy, Mike North, does one now. The old radio guy from Chicago does <laughs> Yeah, but Greg Carton does a uh, does a show for people who are trying to reform from gambling because right. of his problems, and that's on Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah, what yeah. goes around comes around here. So it's like you, you and get, Larry you King. Get of the spectrum. That's okay. You know, at Walgreens, you can buy chocolate and you can buy uh, diabetic equipment. Right. So, you know, right. right. And, you can, and you can smoke it there, too. Free that's true. You can buy cigarettes. <laughs> and, uh, Not a serious, uh, though. You can't. Walgreens yeah, Walgreens. So you can do pretty much what you want to do. You can even buy the alcohol to drink there, except for one of our Walgreens. Their owner, uh, at least the building, would not allow alcohol in the building. So Walgreens could not sell alcohol or tobacco at that store. We had a situation where we had a Christmas party at a hotel that was owned by the Christian scientists. And what they did was they said, you could bring it in. And, uh, you know, have it. And so we bought the, the alcohol. They didn't provide the alcohol, but they would, they would provide, I think they would do the, uh, yeah, it was beer and wine you could have, but you couldn't have mixed drinks, but they would have somebody dole it out okay, but the, you had to bring it in. So some of these things what? will draw, you know, uh, have different um, scruples about how, what they will allow and what they won't. Well, well, that's why I'm glad Bill provides the alcohol for all of us do. all things radio. That's it's, a, it's that's a, that's for good. Sports yeah. Lounge Live, it's going to, Sports Lounge Live's new name is going to be Bar Talk or something like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know uh, Bill, and, and we always talk about things that we're losing in radio, and goodness, there's enough of it. Everything's going automated and this and this. Our... 1700 KBGG, our, one of our sports stations, it's a cumulus station. When the pandemic hit, they took off their local show. Well, they must think things are kind of getting back to some sort of normal because they have brought back their local show every afternoon from four to six. So we always Good. talk about things that we're losing. It's always nice every once in a while to put in something that returns. That's coming back. Yeah. That That is there. Um, that's, that's, that's a great thing. And we want to hear those positive things about radio. Um, yeah, so much negative. It's it's horrible. But you know, because and, and of course, everyone wants the radio to go back to the past. So I hear that from Mike enough. Mike, uh, you out in Florida, always likes it from the past, but it's not going to happen. So well, again, we can make a, and Jeff, you're a big part of this coming up. As we strive to make the legend better, we know that we have to move forward and to do things to to you know music wise and and that type of things because our friends who were listening to 50s music you know are 70 80 years old now and that's right i'm I'm, proud of it we're glad we're there but that's pretty good chris that's a good one chris that's that's good but unfortunately a few of us are dropping away um but no, it, it's just the trend of things, and you know how that goes. Um, 
But we are going to take a step back in time right now and go back to 1972. And I'll set the stage here just a little bit. The list doesn't mention it. it came under the heading of Armed Forces Radio. And I'm sure we'll talk about this after these sports things from 1972. Bernie was just four or five years old then. He won't remember wow. this I stuff from that year. 1972. <laughs> but but th- this is, and Bernie, listen towards the end of this one. You're going to hear an Indiana flavor to this okay. to this segment. I I was surprised that it was in there, and of course I edited it and made sure that it was. So okay. here we go back and transport yourself if you if you're there, except for Perry and um, Sean. Sean, I'm going back in the womb. Okay, <laughs> you go back. Your mom won't be wow. happy to hear that. But here you baby. go. You can't cap the bottle after the catch. Go back. All right. Nineteen seventy-two, a strange year in the world of sport, a year which saw almost as many athletic events splashed across the front page and the editorial page as across the sports page of the hometown newspaper. Nineteen seventy-two, in many respects, a regrettable and unfortunate year in the world of sports. Munich, Germany, Olympic Village. We have just been informed that terrorists have taken an unknown number of Israeli athletes hostage and are holding them at gunpoint. A stick-swinging, bench-emptying brawl between the fledgling World Hockey Association and the established National Hockey League fought on the courts of two countries. A Kentucky Derby-winning racehorse allegedly drugged into subpar performance against lesser competition later in the year. A bad labor dispute leading to a strike delaying the start of the baseball season. A threat of congressional reprisal against Commissioner Pete Rozelle's local blackout policy of NFL games. A chess match in Iceland that threatened to explode into an international incident. That was the trouble side of sport in 1972, but the action that took place on the fields of competition was as exciting as any true sports fan could ask for. The excitement began on day one of 72, New Year's Day, and never let up. Day two of 72, the Dallas Cowboys against the San Francisco 49ers for the NFC title. Witcher to the near side, out to the left side is Gene Washington, and the backfield split, Vic Washington left, and Willard to the right. The 14-yard line, take to Willard, back to throw Brody, five yards, it's intercepted! now. Thomas and Hill. Hayes to the right. Now they shift. Thomas right. Hill left. Second out of goal at the one. The Calvin. He's in for the touchdown. Hill scores for Dallas and leads six to nothing. Back to throw a Staubach. He waits. He waits. He runs to his left. Being pursued all the way back to the five-yard line. Coming back to the ten. Back off to his right. Gets the block from Manders. Throws the ball downfield. The lead is right, double wing. Now Garrison moves in, they exchange, and Thomas goes left. Staubach pitches off to Thomas around left, and there goes Wade, touchdown! 
had started to shift to the right. Thomas was where he was supposed to stand. He told Wade to go to the left. Wayne just got over and got set before the snap. It may have confused the defense because the offense was certainly confused. And Wayne went around left end with no touch. Here come the 49ers out. Witcher wide to the left. Wallach a tight end on the left side. On the right side of Gene Washington split. Willard and Vic Washington in the backfield. At the 29, second down. Willard is hit by Lilly behind the line of scrimmage. Gene Washington wide to the left. Witcher wide to the right. In the backfield now is Vic Washington and Willard. Brody, the quarterback, and he drops back to the 10-yard line to pass. Throws one down the middle. Intercepted by Jordan at the 20. Back to the 15. Jordan down to the 10. Jordan to the 7-yard line. Leroy Jordan. Cowboys take over on their own 5-yard line with one second left. There it is. The Cowboys are the champions. The same day, Miami's Orange Bowl. The daring young Dolphins do in the sage Baltimore Colts. And so, a fourth down, and this time we do get O'Brien in, waiting for the snap. 35-yard attempt by Jim O'Brien. Snap, set down, the kick is blocked. Blocked by Mumford, grabbed in the air by Doug Swift, and the Dolphins have the ball. Swift being wrestled to the far sidelines and out of bounds at about the Dolphins' 32-yard line. Second down and five. Dolphins from our 25-yard line. Greasy, play action, fakes the handoff, drops the throw, firing deep downfield for Warfield. He's got it, 45. to the far side, Perkins to the near side, third and six, Coach ball at their 17, back to throw, United sets up, he is firing deep, downfield is hidden, it is knocked away, intercepted by Dick Anderson, the 40, 45, 50, down to the 40-yard line, cuts back to the near side, the 35, that's the block, 30, the 25, the 20, the 15, the 10, he's out of the five, he's Greasy back to throw. He fires deep. Warfield is down there. He's got it. 25. Looks for the hole. Far sideline. 15. Down to 10. He is out of bounds at the five-yard line. New Orleans, home of the Miami Dolphins. Greasy with kick and Zonka. His footbacks behind him. Spins. Hands to Zonka. He's through. Touchdown, Dolphins. Super Bowl six. New Orleans, the Sugar Bowl. Super Sunday. A day which has come to mean about as much to the American male as the 4th of July. And a little more than Washington's birthday, Super Sunday. It's first and goal for Dallas with a minute and 25 seconds remaining here in the first half. Hayes goes right, Allworth left, backfield is split, Garrison on the left and Hill on the right. Dalback looking it over, back to pass, throws one of the end zone, caught by Allworth, touchdown for Dallas! yard line of Miami. A great second and third effort on the play by Thomas. He was stopped not once, twice, but three times before they finally brought him down. Allworth wide to the right. Hayes split to the left side. Now Allworth comes across to the left, and he'll set up out there on a flip to the left. High formation the backfield. Hit the pitch out to Dwayne again. Around right in. A hole to the 40. Down to the 35. To the 30. To the 25. And finally pulled out from behind of the 22-yard line. Thomas Garrison to the backfield. Allworth is in. Both tight ends are in now. Garrison right. Thomas left. Second and goal. Three-yard line. Staubach looks to his left. Checks to the right. At the three. Pitch out to Thomas. Dwayne cuts inside the five. With a
back to throw again. Somebody fell down. Is a pass intercepted by Halley down to 40. Halley down to the 35. Halley down to the 20. Ditka's in it tight in on the right side. 11.50 remaining. Dowdle's leading 17 to 3, and they're at the seven yard line of Miami. And Staubach drops back to pass. That's up. Pass to in front. Touchdown! It's the hammer, Mike Ditka! Before the artificial dust from countless artificial turf gridirons had a chance to settle into our collective memories, the Los Angeles Lakers dribbled their way into the record book. With Jerry West, Gail Goodrich, and Wilt Chamberlain leading the assault, the Lakers set an incredible record by a professional team. The sensational Celtics of the 60s once won 18 straight. In 1970, the Knicks won 19. And in 1971, the Milwaukee Bucks inched the mark forward to 20 straight. The Lakers would win an amazing 33 games without a defeat before it was over. If you leave the Inglewood Forum, home of the L.A. Lakers, drive five miles north on the San Diego Freeway and take the Westwood exit. With a little bit of luck and a good sense of direction, you'll come to Pauley Pavilion, home of the UCLA Bruins. While their professional counterparts, the Lakers, were setting records on the way to their first NBA title, John Wooden's UCLA team finished an undefeated season by capturing their sixth consecutive NCAA basketball crown. If you choose to drive in the dead of winter on a transcontinental voyage, our next stop is 3,000 miles due east, Boston, Massachusetts. You can take Route 66, San Bernardino, Needles, Winslow, Arizona, Gallup, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Amarillo, Oklahoma City, St. Louis, and points east, and end up in the garden. Boston Garden, a hockey player's mecca. Here in 1972, the Boston University Terriers won the NCAA hockey title, and just as in Los Angeles before them, their professional counterparts, the Boston Bruins, followed their lead. Now behind the net, Jim Dory handles the puck for the first time, starts at left side, trying to feed it to Rattel, but it comes to Orr at the red line. Orr with it, checked by Rattel, gives it off to Walton. Now Dallas Smith is out there, Walton back to Orr, he's in alone, Orr shoots, scores up her right-hand corner! Call the puck winning alone on Ed Jockerman and the Bruins lead it one to nothing. Esprit gets it back, can't do anything with it. Music took it away. Backhands it to McKenzie. Bruce Hood in the way. Out to Orr at the line. Orr shot. Score! Danfield, top of the circle, right side to Orr, coming to center, across the red line. Orr is rushing this afternoon. Feeds it left side to Busick, but the play is offside. Park and Orr going at it. Bobby Orr and Brad Park. Orr lifts him up and knocks him over on his backside. Orr is on top. Orr pounding away on Brad Park. On the draw, Esposito controls to Dallas Smith behind the Boston net, around to Hodge, who knocked it by Park. Esposito racing for it, only Russo back. Cashman in the zone as well. Pass to Cashman, shot, save, Goal by Cashman. And the Bruins lead it 3 to nothing with a minute and 49 seconds left to play. I said to Bobby, there was about a minute and what, 15, 20 seconds left to go or something, I don't know. I said, Bob, I said, let's get it and kill the clock. Well, you know, that's telling him that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> so he proceeded to get the thing and kill the clock. <laughs> Back into the zone to Bobby Orr. Two seconds, one second. It's over. The Bruins have won the Stanley Cup. The 1972 hockey season has ended with the Stanley Cup returning to Boston. 
Johnny Busick will take the Stanley Cup for the ceremonial skate around the Madison Square Garden. While the Bruins had wrapped up the Stanley Cup and the Lakers had finally won that elusive NBA title, the Indiana Pacers were busy at work wrapping up their second ABA crown. 27 seconds to go. 98-95. New York. Barry again. Good again. And now New York's in the driver's seat. Billy Cutter must hurry it across the line. Cutter on the run. Billy with 22 seconds to go. Starts to make the drive. There's the home run shot. It's gone! will take a timeout with nine seconds to go and the score new york 99 and the pacers 98 so this is the way it stands with nine seconds to go 99 98 new york and here we come the crowd will tell you just take a good long listen up and no go he missed it he will get two more it rolled and rolled and rolled this time, he's good. What do you want for Fritzy? And again, Freddie Lewis cocks the arm. On the way. He got it again. And the New Yorkers get it in and call timeout in an instant. Now there's eight seconds to play. And the Pacers lead 199. It'll be Tom Washington to throw it in. Let's see what kind of strategy Luke Carnesek has come up with. Eight seconds remain. Washington goes it in. Here it comes to Barry. Put away! go bernie wow <laughs> who's who that, right, who that we need to talk about a lot of play-by-play guys first <laughs> yeah. of all the guy that was on the doing the narration uh and i don't know why you said from armed forces i don't know where that came from but it was done by fleetwood records you could tell by the music they used. these were right. the guys who did all this they did baseball's first 100 years they did the red sox impossible dream they were out of revere massachusetts and they did the the things and the guy who was narrating that was ken coleman and, of course, he was the longtime voice of the Red Sox and the Cleveland Browns and, and so forth, the Indians. And so he, you know, ended up in the NFL Hall of Fame and, and uh, you know, one of the great announcers. Then, Sean, I need to put you on the spot. Who was doing the, those cowboy plays there? For the, the oh, local that was Bill, Bill Mercer. Bill Mercer, okay. Because and I think was... I did hear... 
Okay, go he ahead. He was, uh, yeah, he broadcasted uh, the Cowboys, or is that broadcast? Anyway, he was their play-by-play guy from <laughs> yeah. the late from 60s. the beginning up until that year. Uh, no, okay. no, he, he replaced Jay Randolph actually. Okay, uh, okay, yeah, you're, and then he went and did the Rangers and, when they came yeah, in '72. He went, he was their first yeah. announcer. Yeah, they, I did hear just briefly on the on color. The, it sounded like a red here. Well, I, I think guys I all heard. talking together. Hold on. Go yeah, ahead, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get the history of this. Anyway, so anyway, yeah. they were on KLIF through that game, I think. And then KRLD broadcast, I think, the Super Bowl. And then the next year, even though KRLD had the Rangers with Phil Mercer and Don Drysdale as their original voices, uh, mm-hmm. uh, they had the Cowboys, too. And uh, so and that was a turning point in the history of KLIF because McClendon had sold it just a few months before. So that ownership changes in limbo and stuff. So, okay. Uh, that's uh, Bill Mercer had a long academic career at uh, the University of North Texas there. Uh, I think he was some. I don't know if he was a chairman of the radio, of the uh, radio TV department there, a professor or whatever. He taught, he yeah, he, he taught all, yeah, he trained all the sports broadcasters out of North Texas State because Craig Way, George Dunham, Craig Miller, they all talked about they had him in classes because Craig Way has him all the time. And he, he went he went to the White Sox briefly, and then he got into it with Harry, you know, Harry Carey came in and he left. And he uh, then he came back to Dallas and pretty much – did North Texas State, and he was a professor yeah. and did world-class championship wrestling. It sounded like his color man was, uh, I just briefly heard Vern Lundquist as his color man who took over yeah. for him after that. And what about the hockey? Was that, was that the, the hockey was, Boston, Bob, was Wilson. Bob, Will, Bob Wilson, is that his Bob name? Bob Wilson, yeah. Bob Wilson, who did yeah. the Bruins for many years. That was his first year coming back. They had uh, put uh, Fred Cusick over on TV, uh, and Bob Wilson came back to BZ to start to do the Bruins again. And then the... Just to answer the Vern Lundquist question, uh, yeah. when Bill Mercer became the voice of the Rangers and the Cowboys went to Carroll, the Vern Lundquist was the play-by-play guy then. And they had a guy named Al Wiss replacing oh, yeah. him for a few years. And then there was a guy who did it any briefly, and then Brad Cham was hired, I think, 76. Yeah. Now, what about okay. the football? We didn't get to hear Larry King. I don't know if he was involved with the Dolphins back no, then. No, that was Rick Weaver. That was Rick Weaver. And um, – you know, they, they, he had gone down there uh, a few years before. He'd been down in Miami for a couple of years. But, uh, no, back in the early uh, times, I guess Larry King was an analyst and maybe Bob Gallagher did it or something. But by that time, that was Rick Weaver. And then, But who was the Pacers announcer? That's what I wanted to know. That was a guy named Jerry Baker. Jerry Baker. And, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been doing sports forever and ever. And I have never gotten the chance to meet him. And I did. I've come close. And there are a lot of people in this town who will tell you he's not a very nice guy. And uh-huh. I don't say that about too many people because I don't hear it from about too many people. But but they just say that Jerry is not a very nice guy. But, man, could he do ABA basketball. Is he, what, did he also do top 40 announcing as well? Of yes. 40 at some yeah. Because I, I, it seems to me that we talked about him. Jack even Sunday. if we didn't do him on but a he's previous. He's done a lot of auto, he, auto racing, too, over the years. Yeah, yes. and he uh, actually was a guy. He called himself Jack Sunday uh, back in the sixties. Uh, right, that's he right. At, he he worked at Wife here in town, and he also worked at uh, uh, Wacky in Louisville, I think, uh, one of the Louisville uh, rock stations. Uh, but he he did Pacers for years, and they were talking about this guy Billy Keller. And Billy Keller is this five foot ten guy who graduated from Purdue. 
I mean, five <laughs> ten, and he could hit threes pretty well. Freddie uh-huh. Lewis was only only six feet and one eighty, so uh-huh. you know it was it was a different league. It was, and, and Lou Carnesecca was the New York coach, the right. New York Nets, and he was the coach. And of course, long time later, St. John's, but he was right. coaching New York Nets. And, and two, at that point, so that was kind of cool. Two but additional no, that came out stories. Of Revere, uh, recording to Revere, you know, right? I mean, okay, but, but, records in Revere, right? And okay, you can tell. Right. Ahead, okay. Th- three quick stories on that. Number one, Chris, it was actually pulled from Armed Forces, even though that was the record that I knew, but it was played on Armed Forces. So that's how I got it or used that title. Mm-hmm. But I knew where it was from. The yeah. other thing is Jerry Baker, uh, a group of us from the blind schools, the guys went down to meet him at the Coliseum, and he actually came over and sit down and talked to us and shook our hand. Wow. So I'm not saying he's not a now, nice now guy. Now you got one vote for nice. Right. Uh, but, so now we're, one, now, we're one, now we're one to one. And <laughs> yeah. No, I, I want to think he's a nice guy. I yeah. really do, because I would, I would just love to have met him. Right. He's a nice guy, and he was from Sullivan, Indiana, near Terre Haute. The other, the other guy that was on that team, Roger Brown, actually yeah. called me at the Social Security office. Somebody mm-hmm. had lost their, I don't even remember what it was now, it's something to do with their Social Security check, and mm-hmm. he actually came into the office to bring the check back so that person wouldn't lose their money. He wanted to take it wow. back to them, and we facilitated that, or I did. And that's it was my brush with that particular team there you so go. i'm sticking well, to the that thing about that was all the local announcers because the thing especially with the nfl at that time all you got was the national broadcast you couldn't hear the local unless you were right near the flagship you couldn't hear the local for the championship games or the super bowl or anything and we got to hear all those calls from the cowboys and the dolphins and you know all that and that was really cool and uh, you know again the hockey and the you know the uh, basketball didn't get into any baseball, but I'm sure if we'd gone further, we would. Well, we could have. Uh, that was, we just didn't have time. But did, was so that actually, did, did they do records on, on specialty records? Because there was a record once on the history on on the New York Giants season. Was that would, would that would that have been done by them as well? No. The first thing they did, I think, was the Impossible Dream, the Red Sox pennant winning in '67, I think, and then it, that took off so well around here. Then they got Kirk Gowdy went in and did the uh, baseball's hundred years. So people, a lot of people have that record. Then they did the records for the different teams around here, and it, I think other teams came in here and wanted their you know announcers to do records for them. So, and Ken Coleman, of course, was here and you know a, kind of a freelance between seasons with the Red Sox, so he probably popped in there and did the. But but the, my question is, was that the seventh game of the world of the series with the Pacers and the Nets? Because uh, or was it? Yeah, Indiana, that you was. Know, do you remember? I don't remember. It sounded very dramatic. It That's was. A it was good a question. It was for the world championship. That was the yeah, last I know. game. Yeah, but I'm wondering yeah. if it was a game deciding you know, game seven. Game seven. Yeah, I just was curious. I'll well, go back and check. First of all, Jerry Baker could make anything right. sound <laughs> twice as exciting as it might even have been. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ABA had at least here really loyal fans. They really yeah. did. Oh, yeah. All right. The arena yeah. was jumping, that's for sure. One last thing about yeah, Jerry ABA Baker. ABA fans were very loyal. Yeah. San Antonio, Indiana. Yeah. And I, I remember the Pacers did win a, win the championship this year, that year because I remember we covered it in the sports history. Right. What, okay. One last thing about Jerry Baker. He was the original voice of the Colts when they actually that's came right. to Indianapolis. But that was only for one game. 
he did it in um, the first exhibition game, and he said, that's enough. I don't think I want to do this. And he uh-huh. went back to doing his midday show on WIBC, and Bob Lamey yeah. then took over. So okay. and he also, some... uh, Jerry Baker also did a lot of, of high school basketball, too, on oh, TV. Oh, yeah. The local station. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. interesting because Bob Lamey started his last year with one exhibition game, did right. one exhibition game, and then was let go when that statement about yeah. the N-word that he had made had come out. Yep. And uh, that's when uh, Zach Taylor took over after one exhibition game. So Bob Lamey, uh, it was kind of a bookend. He got started during the exhibition game. Right. He got to do one extra exhibition game before Chris, he somebody, left. Somebody's going to get you, Chris, so I'll help you. Matt because Zach Taylor Matt, is the coach yes, of the Bengals. Yeah. Zach Matt, is the yes, coach yeah. of the Bengals. Yeah, okay there, yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt. And Clark, actually, sorry, Matt. Matt's, Matt's going to be a legend here, too. He's, he's actually doing well. He's, he's doing, doing well, well yeah. for himself. And, and by the way, he's a nice guy. Let me just say. He? There you go. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Like, Bernie. You know, that, that's another thing, though. With, with I know Bill and, and Bernie are around the, the Big Ten. Like I, There's a lot of good guys around the Big Ten, too. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure there is. Now, when I first heard that guy, he sounded like Don. I knew it wasn't Don Fisher because I knew Don Fisher was much younger at that time. But he reminded his style of Don Fisher. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. They were on the same radio station at one time, I do believe. W-I-R-E, Jerry Baker. That's right. That's worked right. there, that's and that's how Don Fisher right? got started. Yeah. Just, were they a country station at one time? They were. Oh, yeah. I have yeah. an air check of them. It's a very short air check of them, but I, someone asked me for requests for that, and I haven't. I finally found it. I have it now, and I think we'll broadcast they, uh, that air they check. They called it. Uh, they were. They were part of that countrypolitan format that came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember hearing it. Country. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, WWWJRZ was doing something like that in New Jersey. Yeah, at the WCOP time, so. did that, and the, it started. I think it. Uh, that station fifteen forty in Philadelphia, they and the, and the FM uh, kind of started with that echo chamber and the just the top forty uh, pacing, you know, for country. Yeah, that you know, uh, that was cool. Go ahead, I, Jeff. I just love, I, I'm not a sports person, but the Rangers really. I was very big into the Rangers back then in '72, I think it was, and when Brad Park was on the team, and yeah, uh, was it uh, Eddie Jockelman and uh, yep. Roger Bear, maybe I think. Yeah, Roger Bear, Jean Rattel. Yeah, and then, of I mean, course later they made a big trade with the Bruins. Esposito went over there, and uh, Jean Rattel and Bobby uh, and and. Uh, Brad Park came over here to the Bruins, so yeah, that was that was funny. Part. But, uh, you know, Chris, don't don't say too don't 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 tell too many people because I'm really not yeah. really a sports. Yeah, person. but you knew who Bob no, Wilson no, was no. too, so you must have been no. listening to BZ at night sometimes. I did. I, it's like it's like I used to I used to love to listen to hockey games. Like for example, I listened to the Philadelphia Flyers. They had a guy named Gene Hart. Gene Hart. Don, yep. Later, Don Earl and Gene wow. Hart. Yep. So, so I mean, see now guys, now tonight we've had you guys we've don't had even have to do. You won't even have to do a sports show next week. <laughs> See, now, tonight, tonight, though, we've had Jeff give, talk sports, and we had Gary talking sports. We yeah. did. I know. I'm yeah, telling man, you. They're very, wow. they're very thorough I on that, uh, that uh, you know, cowboy history. That, that was really good. What, 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 what were the New York Giants doing in 72? Were they also losing, <laughs> they losing, were, losing? They, uh, what they were about to do was trade Fran Tarkin, which was not the brightest thing they ever did. They were, you know, decent team, but then they traded Fran Tarkin and it kind of went in the dumper for about, uh, well, actually the next year was pretty good, but that was the last year that Marty Glickman was going to do the Giants before he went over to the Jets, was 72. Now, I remember that Fran Car- that uh, the only thing I remember so my as I said my parents had season tickets I'm not gonna, I'm not going to go on because I know we got more to do here but and every well, time they you. lost every time they lost we would sing goodbye Allie when Allie Sherman yeah. was the coach <laughs> and, uh, and it was just every single week when they would lose it was just 
Another chorus of Goodbye Alley. So, yeah, I think it was Alex Webster was the coach by that time. Alley was gone after the 68 season, I think. Right. I remember Alex Webster. Now they fired okay. him after a few right. games. Hey, Bill, you know, I've got to, I, I think Bernie's going to like this next segment. Bernie, you, we were talking about the station in Miami that you like, WHYI. Yeah, well, I and yeah. I like, I, when I got to Florida in 74, uh, my, my aunt had uh, bought a condominium, no, bought a house in Inverary, in, uh, in, in uh, Broward County. Um, and I would listen. I would go back and forth between WHYI and WMYQ, good and radio. I got to, and I got to hear Tanner in the morning back then because he's you know he started in '73 over at, at HYI. So you're going to hear a radio announcer who was really popular and had uh, and you and used and what other announcers didn't use the phones to their advantage. He used the phones with the listeners to really create a good morning show. Here we go. This week, our virtual time machine takes us back to 1978, February 1978 to be exact. And this past week, the world of radio lost the personality we're going to hear. His name is Bill Tanner, and he worked at radio station WHYI-FM in Miami, Florida for many years. But not only did he work at that radio station, he became a radio executive, and most recently, he was the executive vice president of programming for Summit Media in Birmingham, Alabama. This radio station at the time was a cool-sounding top 40 radio station, and Bill Tanner had a really exciting morning show. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy the late Bill Tanner on radio station WHYI-FM in Miami, Florida, on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. 62 in Lauderdale now, 66 on the beach, 63 in Miami. At 729, I'm Jim Reilly, Y100. Tanner in the morning! <laughs> Miami Beach's own Andy Gibb. Well, you know, sort of a transplant from Australia, but we're glad to have you anyway, Andy, and we sure are proud of you and your brothers. Just about the hottest team in the music business. I don't know if you know it or not, but Miami music is, in fact, just about the hottest thing in the whole United States music business. We had so many number one hits on the charts last year. Hotel California, all the Eagles songs were recorded right here at Criteria Studios. All of KC's songs are, of course, recorded in Hialeah. He's working on a new album now. And uh, Andy Gibb and the Bee Gees with Saturday Night Fever are very easily the hottest thing in the music business in the early part of January and February 1978. If you're interested in all that, Channel 2 tonight is going to be running a special, a part of their weekend here, Weekends Here program at 9 o'clock tonight on Channel 2 Public TV. You'll get to see Robert W. Walker in our studio right here playing some Miami music. And so if you want to see Robert W. and hear some of the sounds we're famous for, check them out tonight, 9 o'clock clock on channel two now as far as the weather goes today it's cloudy morning and we have a one in three chance for rain with a high of 76 about a 50 50 chance for tonight and low around 60 then a little cooler tomorrow but all in all the weather shouldn't be too bad over the weekend we may have some clouds but the temperatures will be okay it's 61 on the beach no i'm sorry 61 in lauderdale 66 on the beach 63 here in miami mr morning in the yes in the tanner <laughs> i don't like that I'll be right over. Your husband's left for work, hasn't he? Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, in that case, I'd better wait. How about a threesome? Oh. What? What? Let me see if I can read this now. If you'd like some fresh, succulent kingfish. <laughs> what? Hop aboard the Dragon Drift Fishing Board. 
Court in Lauderdale. They've been catching between 10 and 30 kingfish every night. And for some real fishing frenzy, baby, try the Dragon Drift's Friday night shark hunt tonight. Their first one pulled in a 12-foot, 300-pound hammerhead. All the action's yours for just $10. You get everything you need to catch them, and the Dragon Drift's experienced crew will bait your hook, find them for you, and then clean them. They'll even jump out of the water and hook themselves if you don't catch what? So don't think you need to know a lot about deep sea fishing. Just buzz up the Dragon Drift Fishing Board in Fort Lauderdale. 761-9947. She's a thing to be. Or to let me be me at work or play. She's individualized at swim and sport shops. The hand-clapping people, Santa Esmeralda, at the limelight next week. And here are your free tickets to see them. I'm taking caller 13 at Y100. Do you listen to? You know those hand-clapping favorites, Santa Esmeralda? Oh, wow. <laughs> Would you like to do a little excerpt from the hand-clapping right here? Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. You think that makes it? <laughs> Super. <laughs> what's, what's your name? Maria Anton. Maria Anton. Huh? Well, Maria, weren't you the lady who won something from us huh? recently? <laughs> Outrageous. I don't believe it. I remembered your name. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> tell them what you won. Oh, I tell you, I won that trip to uh, L.A. to see Fonzie. Absolutely, at the movies when we did the Saturday Night Fever and one and only premiere. Uh-huh. Well, now you got tickets to see Santa Esmeralda at the limelight. Would you like to join me in a little hand clapping here? Terrific. All right, here we go. Let's go. One, two, three. Oh, you're good, Maria. That's really You're good. outstanding here. That is Do you really ever do it with a rose between your teeth? Uh-huh. <laughs> Unreal. I wonder if they do that with the hand clapping with the rose between their teeth, really. I mean, check on the cover of the album, has <laughs> Santa Esmeralda coming to South Florida in the limelight next week. And your free tickets will be right here all day long. Stacks and stacks of them. It's 10 before 8. Sophie, so far, our gossip columnist will be along in just a minute. But wow, what a freaker it was for Maria Anton, who won our trip to meet Fonzie in Los Angeles. She just won a pair of tickets to the limelight. Amazing, Maria. You guys are really super. <laughs> you really are a superb. I think you are outrageously funny. Well, thank you. Thank you. Really, you are. Do you mean funny looking or? No, I've never seen you. I thought I might, see, uh, might have seen you the other day, but I didn't. Well, you got one thing even better. You're going to get to meet the Fonz in person. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I'd like to meet you guys, really. You're well, really super, and you have a hell of a station. <laughs> well, thank you, Maria. I really appreciate that. Look, when you get back from your trip with the Fonz, be sure to call us and tell us about how it was and all. Oh, I will. I will. <laughs> Okay, have a good day and hope you enjoy Santa Esmeralda. Thank you. H.A. Mm. Winston and Company is looking for people who love to... Mm. For people who... who love to eat. Mm -mm. I love Joey Donut Sandwich. For, mm, for good food and spirits, catch the grand opening of Florida's first H.A. Winston and Company. 1745 East Sunrise in Lauderdale. Open 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Here she is talking that trash. To earn her cash. Sophie Sophie. Yes! Yeah. Oh, you Hit it! Sophie. Since Sophie warbled a few notes on your show, Billy, the requests have been pouring in yeah. for Sophie.
it to the horrible tune once again. No. Well, okay then, just no. a few bars from Sophie's no. favorite no. Lou Rawls tune, the one about no. Freddie and Laverne. You'll make the baby cry. Freddie and Maestro. You'll make the baby cry. Sees you when I get there. Oh, yes, so sees you when I get there. And you be Freddie and I'll be Laverne. You be Freddie and I'll be Laverne. Oh, the carpenters don't seem to care for Sophie's warbling. He didn't either. Horbling, just goss, and the big, big, big goss this morning is that Mick and Bonanka, as in Jagger, are saying their marriage is not jagged, not torn, frayed. Mr. Mick and Miss Bonanka have issued a joint statement from London saying their six years of marriage is going strong. Joint Major statement? movie starring Lee Majors, a six million dollar person, fame, will start filming in Tampa starting the 13th. It's about a Viking landing on the East Coast in the year 1066. Tiffy Huntley, widow of Chet of NBC News fame, running for Congress from Montana. Tiny Tim in court, fighting over money with this road manager and a booby. David Soul of Starsky and Hunch fame does not want you and Sophie. All of us does not want to hear some recordings he made in Shreveport in 1969. The studio that got some was thinking about releasing them, but with Dave Soul's popularity, what it is and all now, well, Dave said no, shucked out $16,000 to destroy them tapes, saying they're awful. So awful they could hurt his career. Ooh! And now the official pronouncement. Sophie, with your help, Boopy is going to get Muhammad Ali into the ring with her. Details forthcoming, but this should give you something to dream about over the weekend. Ah, have a nice one. This Thank is Ms. Warbler, Sophie Sofa, sitting on you for it. Y one zero zero. Writer. Five before eight, Captain Wise traffic and weather in a minute. Samsonite. Never been easier to claim your luggage. Why, thank you. Three before eight, Captain Wise, how's the traffic? Well, we've got good traffic in Dave County at the present time. Traffic's starting to slow down just a little bit as you come through South Miami on US 1 for ride. And from there, just a little sluggish to the Golden Glade Interchange. This is Captain Wise. in the morning. There you go. A trip back in time to February of 1978, and the late Bill Tanner is heard on radio station WHYI-FM, serving Miami, Florida. And in 1974, I got to listen to radio station WHYI-FM when I visited Florida, and it really was a cool-sounding top 40 radio station. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a classic air check that you'd like me to present, why don't let me know about it? Of course, you can do so by email, and that email address, as always, is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F Jeff at allthingsradio.net. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This week, our virtual time machine takes us back to 1978, February 1978. Hey, we can't have that twice. No, no, no. We had enough enough tatter. Yes, yes, yes. That was great. What did you think of that, Bernie? I on a sporadic E opening. That was great back in the mid-70s. Here's the thing about Y100. They could make anything sound bigger than life. Hmm. I mean, they're giving away Santa Esmeralda tickets. Santa Esmeralda had one hit. <laughs> That's yeah. it. One hit. That's it. True. One hit. And you got and, to meet and, the fawns too. 
You, well, yeah, but well, that was the other contest. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, and the other problem it, it, is now that now that thrown by by iHeartMedia, the station doesn't sound at all like they did back oh, in the seventies. No, they no, sound no. terrible but now. Even, oh, because because I heard them in seventy four as well, uh, Jeff, and I I noticed even then they would just give away things all the time, and sometimes they made it sound totally spontaneous. And you know it what? That, just, that, and, that, and you know what it is, Bernie? Promotion, 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 Absolutely. promotion. And, right. and that explains that explains the influence because uh, the Susie Sofa character was, of course, that a guy that came from Miami to San Antonio. And I think he came from Y100, and he was program director at KTSA and KITY. Very kid Curry, and he brought a guy Frank Walsh and Leo Vela with him to say and they had that Y100 sound in 82 and 83 the giveaway and they were trying yeah. to make it and, I mean he wasn't there very long but you could definitely yeah, tell just about it. every city had a, had a FM station similar to that Y100 first came on the air they came on Friday August 3rd 1973 and Roby was the first DJ on the air and they gave away fifty thousand dollars when your phone rings, you don't say hello. You say, "I listen to the new sound of Y100." They yeah, were really hot. I, I just missed that one because the next week is when I left there. I was there from May to August of '73, so I just missed them by a week. I didn't catch them on the. And, and the guy they were talking about, guy, Robert, you know? and the guy they were talking about, Robert Walker, was the program director of the radio station. He was on yeah. in the afternoon, so it was a radio but station. Yeah, that I think that then maybe I, I'm not sure what happened to him after that, but it was a station that it really sounded good back then. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah. it was all over the place. I, I would be traveling that, around in Florida and hear that station all over the place in, in stores. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It sounded real good on the beach. Yeah. Really good. And that would have been what, if I lived in Miami, that's probably what I would have been listening to going to school. That station, I can guarantee, because uh-huh. that's what I, that type is what I was. But yeah, I could definitely tell. The, the Tanner influence on those guys that came from Miami to San Antonio, and that's 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 a good compliment that he had that effect on his proteges, I guess. Right. It was nice for me to hear the uh, you know all the all the uh, landmarks, you know Sunrise Highway and all that stuff. That you know I heard them for three months while I was down there, so that brought back memories to just hear those names again. We have Where a hand raised from uh, from what, area code seven three two. I always forget the names of the people in them, but it's can you unmute yourself, please? It's Joni, I betcha. Uh, from New Jersey. Go ahead. Joni, go ahead. Joni Leonard. I just have a quick question. Um, on what station wow. uh, can I listen to the Super Bowl on my A-Lady? Okay, so where are you? Uh, you're in New Jersey? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, it. it the. Uh, I'm not sure whether the stations are streaming. I, somebody said WDAF in Kansas City might be streaming the Chiefs announcers. But there might be some of them that would even be streaming the Westwood One, you know, the national uh, announcers. I'm not yeah. sure because um, you don't have WSAN. It uh, could. They could stream it, but yeah. some of them will stream the Westwood One, and some of them won't. So it's hard to say about, um, you know, where. But FAN, if you can get on your radio, that's yeah. where you would get it if you're in Northern New Jersey. Sure. Yeah. Well, I listen to um, everything I listen to is on the A Lady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's h- tough because I can't. And you don't. You don't have hooked up with Sirius XM, do you? No. Okay, because that's tough, because you can't tell. Westwood One does stream on different stations, but it's hard to know which one to tell you that would stream it and some will not. I bet if you uh, uh, say I'd like to listen to the Super Bowl on your A-Lady on Sunday, you'll be able to hear it. I guarantee, I guarantee, I you, guarantee you. I'll give you two stations. It will be the Westwood One feed or a radio station, whatever it is, but you will be able to hear it, Joni. Here's they two. will have the Kansas City wow. feed, because I, I heard it last year on there. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Two okay. stations. What, what is the um, Kansas City um, call letter? W-D-A-F-D as in David, A as in Al, F as in Frank. Oh, okay. Thank you very, very much. Okay. And I cool. love all things radio. Thank you. And we love that you love all things radio. And we'll have to find, we'll have if to we have find, tickets to give you to something, we would, but we don't. So. And, Joey, we'll have to find a radio, an air check of WNEWAM from the 1950s, 60s, which I don't have too many of those, but we'll have to try That'd to find good. something oh, just for you. Let us know yeah. either here on Sports Times Live Tuesday night if you found it and how it worked out for you. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if you do, I've got some Santa Esmeralda tickets for you. Yeah. <laughs> right <there. laughs> Thank you very much, Joni. Oh my! Yeah, she can you know what was surprising though, Bernie, about that um, the lady that won, she got to meet the Fonz and she got the Santa Esmeralda tickets. Normally, <laughs> when you win something, they normally didn't let you win again for a while. Right? No, thirty I, I days. Yeah, I wonder how long yeah. ago one was versus the other. Yeah, um, that was probably a few weeks. It was probably okay, but Jack, the late Jack Armstrong did a did a show on Y100 for like a, uh, a day or so. Yeah, that's about right for Jack Armstrong. Oh, yeah. that would be perfect. Yeah. Wow. He was probably on vacation. Did he work, I wonder if he worked at NYQ. Uh, I don't think, but he also worked at WNBC, calling himself the gorilla. He was filling in, and I don't think he was ever going to be a full-time person there, but he did a show on WNBC, and he's won WIFE in Cincinnati. Ohio. He's been all, if, if, there are more radio stations than there, than there are Jack Rock. You know, there are so many stations he worked at. Uh, in, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, of course, I think his best work was still at WKBW in Buffalo, but that's just, you know, my opinion. But there are people who like him in Trump in Toronto and uh, Quixie in uh, well, the one in Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, yeah, we see twelve sixty. Yeah, I worked in Boston at WMEX for a while. Yep. Go ahead, Bernie. No, I, I like I like him everywhere. I would I would love to have heard him on Y one hundred because they you know they would have let him just go crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the whole thing with their top forty four. But they were they were not as much personality except all the you know in the morning. But every radio announcer on that station had a similar or some sort of personality to them. And I do have yeah. in my collection a Y100 composite air tech, so you get to hear all the radio announcers not working at the radio station at, 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 at some point. So we'll have to play that and take that out of the vault as well at a future, at a future airing. Um, Steve O'Brien worked at Y100 for a while. Steve O'Brien worked in New York for a while. Also, I, I understand. Well, what can I say? Right. He did afternoons. Right. And, Jeff, before, before we wrap things up, just uh couple quick things here one in reference to contest i rigged a contest uh statutes already ran out now so i can't get in too much trouble but i rigged it so Joni would win the 100 dollars worth of cds from our old-time radio store because i really liked her voice um let's see and she was a nice lady um oh yeah the other thing is jeff be watching your twitter feed i just saw something come down that uh, Scott Feibish just posted some big staff meeting and something's going to be happening. Something big is going on. So just, where, where, where? so we don't know what's going to happen, Jeff. So I well, be in the Northeast. you know, it's, we know, Bill, it is not the, it is not the legend. <laughs> no, no, it's not be the, in the legend. Northeast if it's Scott Feibush talking about it somewhere around here. Well, so we'll it see. could be. I'll look on Radio Inside here in a minute. Yeah, well, the, they just, it will be, it will, we'll find it. We'll find that, and we'll definitely know. have it in next week's news. Well, I, I was going to really tell you guys and tip you off, but I was going to tell you that Bernie 
and Ann Craig were coming to the legend and doing a morning show right here on the worldwide <laughs> legend. That's a, that's a false hey, I, rumor. I mean, I stuck. If, if we could, if we could work together without killing each other, we, we could probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that anyway, but we could probably do that. Yeah. Right from home. See, right from home. I'll run yeah, the music yeah. for you. So, <laughs> is it time to wrap it up, Jeff? Let's see oh, what... it's time to wrap it up. i got to get my my 20th cup of coffee or something like that, you know. How many cups wow. of coffee have you had today? No, I only drink three cups a day normally. Put the, so. put the Bailey Irish cream in there. Sometimes. God, I hope so. Hey, Jeff, Sometimes. are you allergic to the plastic yet, Jeff? No, no. <laughs> okay, I didn't think so. All right. You guys, thanks, everyone. We had a great show tonight. I yeah, had fun. a lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Okay. A lot of memories. Well, and all the shows this week have been good. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad we can. Uh, glad we can. Be safe, guys. Wear those masks despite what you hear. Be Enjoy safe. Enjoy the Super Bowl, however you experience it. We'll be there to talk about it on Tuesday evening. Right. I'll be missing it this week. This year, again this year, I'll be missing it. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Bring, back Joe, bring back Joe Namath. No, just kidding. <laughs> I, and I know Joni can listen on <laughs> yeah, Dub. Joni, I think, can listen on WLW, maybe, on iHeart, if they stream it. or uh, There should be some place that she could listen. KLBJ AM in Austin, I think, has been streaming it. Okay. Yeah, so well, there would be a lot of good. places. You know, yeah. Again, it's on all over the place on, on your dial, but it's hard with Miss A to know who's going to stream try, it. That's yeah, try WGAF for the flagship. Yeah, yeah there good, you go. They're good. The Kansas, Kansas City announcers are good. Uh, good I'm going to be like Chris. I think Kansas City is going to win, but... I never thought I'd say this, but I'd like to see Tom Brady win at least one more just for the... Just, oh, Bill. Me too. Come on, Bill. I, Come on, Bill. I know, I know, I know I'm I'm getting sentimental in my old age. And I, you know, but... Hey, he I, wants to come back next year. He's already talking about it. So. Uh, but, yeah. But we, uh, we know what's going to... Should we hear about those cows or whatever? Yeah. Oh, we're gonna, uh, the cows are coming. Hi, Jeff. What's coming up next? What have you... Uh, I mean, Casey and I thank Casey for the request. Uh, Casey wrote me at Jeff at allthingsradio.net and asked if I'd do this radio station. And I said I would. So that's what we got. Casey, you pushed your luck, buddy. Have a good mm-hmm. week, everyone. Thank you very much, Bill. One of the things I do when trying to present these featured station sections is to take care of listener requests. I got a request from Casey, who asked me to feature a station in Plymouth, Wisconsin. The station is Cow Country, WGXI AM, with its FM translator. While the station isn't what I call great, they certainly do play a lot of country music, but there's really no excitement when listening to this radio station. The station sounds like all the other automated radio stations out there. Boring, boring, boring. But nevertheless, we'll take care this request from Casey for Cow Country, WGXI AM and its FM translator on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. And now another country classic, courtesy of the Cow Country Music Bowl. Cow Country, 1420 and 98.5. This is Cow Country. 
Watching cigarettes burn Casting from Country Music Central. Please stand by. This is the country made especially for Plymouth. Cow Country. 1420 and 98.5. This is Cow Country. Straight ahead. They're cooking up some great food every day at Bump's Grill Tavern, home of the famous Liars Club on South 12th Street, and home to some of the best bar food in town. Bump's has been serving up great food for years. Scott and the gang invite you to drop by today and enjoy tasty favorites like the Oinkin Clock, featuring a roasted pork chop and roasted chicken. Delicious! And a great deal, too. And they've got different daily specials, too. That's Bump's Grill Tavern, open Tuesday through Sunday at the corner of 12th and Swift on Sheboygan's South Side. The all-new Cow Country seems to be just what the listeners wanted. We love it. Just keep doing what you're doing because you do a great job at it. Believe me, I I love my country. Do a friend a favor and tell them about the all-new Cow Country. Real country for real people. Cow Country, 1420 and 98.5. This is Cow Country, 1420 and 98.5. And that ain't no boo. of your life 24 7 it's that simple cow country 1420 and 98.5 sometimes late at night 
country. Straight ahead. The weather's brought to you by Falls Ace Hardware. We might not be able to do anything about the snow and cold in the forecast, but Falls Ace can sure help with snow shovels, snow scrapers, snow blower repair, ice melt, and more. Shop and save now at Falls Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. For this afternoon, high temperatures getting into the mid-20s, but with the wind chill, it will feel like the teens all day long. We'll have increasing cloud cover, and that's ahead of our next weather system. It'll get windy on Saturday with highs in the low 30s, but then snow on the way as we head into the overnight hours. Some areas could receive several inches of accumulation. With your Weather Watch 12 forecast, I'm meteorologist Lindsay Slater. The all-new Cow Country seems to be just what the listeners wanted. I'm so glad I found your station. Finally, some real country here in Plymouth. Keep it up. I love it. Do a friend a favor and tell them about the all-new Cow Country. Real country for real people. Cow Country, 1420 and 98.5. Well, there you go. We just took care of a listener request for Casey, who wanted to hear Cow Country, radio station WGXI AM, and its FM translator on 98.5. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, or if there's a station that you'd like me to feature, why don't let me know about it? That email address, as always, is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F, Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.